As officials in Utah, we're striving to bring coaches, wrestlers, fans, and officials together in building the community of wrestling to create a better atmosphere to grow everyone involved. I'm your host, Mark Winterton, and this is Takedowns and Takeaways. Lessons learned on the mat. For our first show, I want to introduce my co-host, Mike Clapier, who's been a student of the sport for 60-plus years. And our guest this week is Don Christensen, wrestler of six years, coached for seven years, officiated for 25-plus years. You coached the feeder program of Viewmont High School, producing wrestlers like Ben Kerr, we all know. And as officials in the state of Utah, we refer to him as the Don. Don. Perfect. Thanks for coming on with us. Mike, thanks for co-hosting with me. Hey, Mark, it's a pleasure. And uh, I'm excited about uh, having an opportunity to talk about a sport that I love passionately and have loved for a long time. I've loved wrestling since my cousin and I used to wrestle on my grandpa's straw stack. We'd turn a square bale stack into a slope of piles of straw. And my he never got mad at us. He knew we were, he was raising boys, and boys sometimes like to tumble around. So it's been fun. Well, how would we like to lead into this, Don? You want to talk about? So uh, this podcast, Takedowns and Takeaways, um, is something that uh, an idea kind of came up amongst coaches and officials and, and those that we've talked about. And in today's world, there's kind of um, some missing links and so this is an opportunity to talk about maybe the purpose of what wrestling um, means, not only means, but what it does to build young people. Um, we have both men and, and women, young men and young women now that are involved in the sport. And uh, it doesn't matter, um, you know, young men or young women, the character traits that wrestling builds is, is our character traits that will serve these young people throughout their, their entire life. And what, um, you know, the, the purpose of this podcast is to shine a light on what it, you know, that hows, how we develop that character. So from a coach's perspective, from an official's perspective, from a fan's perspective. Um, so the purpose of this podcast, we hope to, to kind of speak to each one of those uh, parts of the group and the puzzle piece. Um, we're building, we're building young people of character and that's uh, takedowns and takeaways is going to be built uh, as a podcast to help emphasize what that means in each one of those um, uh, maybe participants in the, in the sport. I attended a coaching clinic in Southern California one time. The featured coach was the great Dan Gable. Of course, everyone knows him, head of Iowa wrestling, one of the icons in the sport. And he came off the mat after doing the clinic and he was pretty tired so he sat with me for my booth and we visited a little bit and he said something to me always been important in my life and made me really realize how important the sport is he said wrestling isn't for everyone but it should be and i was always stuck with me that he would look at it that way meaning everyone can benefit from the sport whether they can win or whether they're you know championship level in, in personal development Everyone can benefit from the exercise, from the physicality of the sport, from the, uh, the, just the exercising that goes into it and what you do to do the sport. And I look at young people today and I see how much time they're spending in front of screens versus spending time doing something that's athletic or building cardiovascular. And there's nothing better than wrestling, especially in a teenager's life, 
There's nothing better than wrestling to build your cardiovascular system because cardiovascular is what drives your immune system. And when you're 40 and 50, those who were wrestlers in their teenager years are going to see a better life experience. And that's just the physical part. We can talk for hours, and I hope we do over this podcast, the emotional and the uh, personal development aspects that come from it. But then we're trying to help co help coaches too. So we got a whole world of conversation here, Don. I'm excited to be involved. This is going to be fun. So, well, Mark, uh, what? Yeah, go ahead. So the one thing I wanted to start is I feel like as a wrestling community, there's always those times when coaches and refs butt heads. Sometimes that can lead to refs not continuing to ref, and so you go through those shortages in refs. Right now, we have girls wrestling, which our numbers haven't increased, but our, uh, our, our demand has increased. And so at this moment, it's like, hey, there are a lot of people out there that are involved in the sport of wrestling that maybe necessarily aren't coaching anymore. Uh, they would definitely be an asset to us in the wrestling community. So how do we go out and how do we get more officials? You know, that's a really good question and something that we've tackled pretty aggressively over the last couple of years. And uh, certainly there's issues with conflict, right? Like everybody, they, they want to show up and watch the conflict, but they don't want to be the conflict, right? So they want to um, yell at the conflict. Yeah, they want to yell at the conflict, but they don't want to be the conflict, right? They don't want to be the the guy on the mat. So it's it's difficult to recruit somebody, a young official, or maybe somebody that's maybe somebody that's been a uh, active voice from the crowd to be like, hey, you should come officiate. And they're like, oh, I don't want to be that guy on the mat, right? So it's certainly an obstacle that we've had to overcome. And I I I think we addressed this a long time ago amongst the community um, as officials is that there's certain behavior that we just won't stand for in a wrestling environment. So um, coaches have been absolutely amazing. Uh, that, that hasn't come um, it, it as other officials from around the nation have come to Utah. We've brought evaluators from around the nation to Utah and they watch how our officials and our coaches interact with each other. And so, you know, let's say an official and a coach have a disagreement and the coach you know, can be animated and emotional at times. And that's understood. Like that coach has spent more time with that young man or young woman, um, probably more time than the parents have spent with that young person in the last three months. And so for them to be emotionally involved in that outcome of whatever's happening is understandable. So as officials, our job is that we, we train people how to engage or negotiate that conflict, right? It's a potential conflict. And our job is, is to de-escalate that and put intelligence in front of emotion. Why, so we, why has Utah become good at that? Like, what's the difference here? That's the perfect question. So coaches, we've gotten coaches basically engaged in the development process of officials, recognizing that we can't get better as officials if we don't have a relationship. And that has been vital and, and our coaches, I just, hands down, I think our coaches have intelligent conversations with young officials, with older officials, and both, you know, through those conversations off the mat, 
um, have allowed us to understand each other's side or view or perspective. And so um, it's better. So when it, now when there's a conflict that comes to the table, one, there's a relationship that's already established between a coach and official. Two, the, co- the official's job is to de-escalate that and have a conversation intelligently. Um, so it's mutual respect. But coaches um, have been absolutely awesome, I think, in helping us look through the lens that just because this young person no longer wrestles doesn't mean that their growth as a human being has stopped and that they have and participate in that development process. I think there's an element within Utah where we actually love the sport because we know what it's doing for our young people. And because of that respect for the sport, we're willing to do what you pointed out, John or Don, and that is to invest ourselves in such a way to develop better officials so we can have better contests so we can have better experience overall everyone's willing to participate and everyone's willing to give up their pride a little bit for the benefit of the sport and i think we see that here i was officiating in utah during the aaron hoker uh sanderson brothers jones brothers uh i mean it's the era of uh, gabe vigil these really great great kids that ended up being national level as youth and then All-Americans, national champions, Hulker was champion. Sanderson, of course, the greatest college wrestler of all time, now one of the best coaches we've ever had. I mean, those are Utah products. And so the quality of our wrestling has been good. It's always been good. And uh, we're just making it better by refining the quality of the match itself, the control of the match, and respect for the rules. I came to a point as an official that I, that I realized I didn't have to stress about what was happening on the mat. All I had to do was function in my role to my best ability. Don't make the decision for who's going to win the match. Let the wrestling decide the match and the rules have gotten better. I think we've seen a really uh, marked improvement in what's happened with the rules so that we can allow the wrestling to decide who's going to win the match. So it's not an arbitrary decision because I remember those heated matches. I remember times when two coaches wouldn't talk to each other. One coach at the state tournament was about ready to come out of the stands as another coach because of something that was done wrong. But we've now got the rules to a point where if you call it right, you call it fair, you stay within the rules and you know why you're in the rules. We don't see those blowups like we used to. I remember there were some crazy moments, but I think, I think we're handling things better. And I think, I think Don, you've done a good job in bringing a professionalism to the sport because it's necessary. You have to have the official. There's no, there's no sport that the official is more important than wrestling. And when I was asked one time, why do I officiate? And I said, because it's the best seat in the house. Cause you get to see exactly what's going on in that action. And it's, and you get to sense that, passion and that uh energy and that commitment and that struggle and that's that's fun it's fun for officials but i'm grateful for what we've been able to do and i was a part of the uwa the utah wrestling officials association so i think we've really tried to raise the level of the sport because number one we know why the sport's important number two we're trying to be better and number three our coaches have been cooperative because they know we need better officials. They've all been on the bad side of that dumb call 
And uh, and I'm excited about this podcast because I think in takedowns and takeaways, we can get opportunity to have some fun, educate ourselves, but also have some fun with some of those old school stories about dumb things that were done that were not guided by the rules, but guided by people out of control and and, and too much passion and not enough intelligence. So well, well stated. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, it's what I've, my approach to officials in the state is no different than what coaches, um, my coaches instilled in me in, through wrestling. Um, you have to have a high level of accountability, right? You have to set a standard. You have to set an expectation. You have to build the culture around high levels of, of uh, expectations and accountability. Those are, I think those are the key components to success, whether it's in a wrestling room, building a wrestling program in life or with officials. And so I, you know, one of the things that we've done is that we've set a new bar. Mike mentioned that, you know, he, he's officiated for a number of years and I, I want to give, you know, respect to all the, the officials that literally gave to me um, and to a lot of us a, a tremendous program, right. A tremendous expectation. So there's the one thing that, um, uh, as well as high accountability, like the, the officials in this state enjoy a relationship amongst each other that is next to none, meaning that there's a brotherhood, right? There's a trust. So look, when you're in a heated situation, whether it's a match as a wrestler or you're out there as an official, something's going to like burn down, like something intense is going to happen. What's your support group when you walk off that as a wrestler? What's your support group? You have a coach right? You have this, you have this community that's like, in, like instant community that support what as an official, if we don't have brotherhood, when that official walks off the mat and sometimes there's no official there to support them and it's a phone call, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, this just happened. And so this like level of support, I think one of the greatest comments made last year is uh, we had a young, young official that was a division one athlete and he decided to sign up and officiate. And his dad said to him, why on earth would you ever want to do that? And he goes, you know, middle of the season, he goes, if I would have known it was this fun, meaning that the brotherhood, he goes, I would have signed up a long time ago. We, we make it fun. We make it fun off the, off the edges of the mat and maybe, but we do it in a way that is supportive of each other. And it's like, it's critical. Those are lessons I learned in the wrestling room. You know, that's, that's what my coach instilled in me. And so it's this support. In addition to like, you know, a high level of accountability, there has to be a degree of self-evaluation. You have to recognize where you, you have the ability to improve. And so, you know, over the years we've used video. Um, that's one thing I actually got from Mike. Mike was back in the day. I mean, if you wanted to clip video of yourself officiating, you had to go get the VCR tape, pull it out, take it home. And the editing process was absolutely horrific. And so a week later, by the time you got a chance to review the video, it no longer was relevant. As an NCAA official, I can walk off a mat, and before I get to the locker room, I've got five texts from my, my closest friends going, dude, what was that call? And they've sent me the video. <laughs> so our opportunity to improve ourselves, right, as, as not only like either a wrestler or an official or whatever that looks like is almost immediate. And so that's changed. The perspective of that has changed as a human being, as a human to that process, because if you don't, if you're not humble, if you don't say, maybe I screwed up, 
if you don't have some kind of ounce of humility, it's difficult to survive. It's more, I would say that it's more difficult to officiate in today's world because of the pressures. Video is both good and bad, right? It's good in a way where it's like you can improve, but it's also bad because there's a certain group that are, will demonize you over that. Don, and so it's like, sorry, it's I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Going into that. So there have been pasts when I've talked to you about officiating in other states uh, at the NCAA issue. And you've talked to me about how there's ego. There's ego in refs. Um, I'm wondering as far as the ego goes, where there is, I would think there's not brotherhood at that. And so how did you, as far as, because I feel like what today's Utah wrestle or wrestling officials association is was was the result of what you've done where did you see that what was your vision behind how you've i guess built up to the uwoa where it is now so there's a there's a distinct difference between confidence and arrogance right so when you talk about character development you have to be very very clear on how you develop certain aspects of success and so confidence and arrogance live like in two very, very fundamental different houses, but they look sometimes the same on the mat. And that's why sometimes as officials, we can be construed as like, man, they're the biggest jerk in the world. But like, listen, if you don't have confidence, you don't survive as an official, right? And so there's a difference between confidence and arrogance and confidence comes from intelligence. Arrogance comes from a platform of like, I don't know. Arrogance is about, I'm not prepared to be there. And so I have to act a certain way to cover myself. It's out of integrity. Again, these are all principles that I was taught in an org, in a, in a wrestling room, in a program, right? Like, like all I'm doing is pa- paying it forward, right? What I learned in a wrestling room, I'm just paying it forward. Where did I get it? I got it in a wrestling room. Bart Thompson was my wrestling coach. One of the like, you know, most intelligent coaches I think the state's ever had. And I think, you know, he instilled things um, in me as a wrestler. Like, look, I wasn't, I wasn't like the most successful wrestler, but I was a benefit from a coach who understood how to develop human beings. I'm a product of that. Therefore I can give back in a way all I'm doing is paying it forward. That's where I learned it. Right. So I think that's our job in life is to pay forward what we've been given. And so success, sometimes from a wrestling program or from a coach, isn't necessarily what happens immediately on the mat, but what happens later in life when his wrestlers will give in certain ways. And that doesn't have to be wrestling. We all wish it would be, and especially more now as we're short of officials and coaches. But it's like that that's where that stems from. There's an old there's a story that goes back a little further than that that has to do with trying to eradicate the, uh, the good old boy system. And I was a part of that. Uh, Daryl Henry, one of our great officials who is in your place now or, or where you are now, Don, he did coached uh, Pleasant Grove, produced great teams there, but also was an NCAA official. And he helped me. Uh, Eric, um, Coach Williams and I were the president and secretary of the association and so we said, look, we've got to have more structure to what we're trying to judge instead of this four guys get to go to this tournament because they're, 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 they've always gone to that tournament. Well, how do we support and create that culture that you now enjoy? So we went out actually and got a copy of the National Wrestling Coaches, excuse me, the National Wrestling Officials Association. We 
we got a copy of their organization rules and we rewrote it to Utah, put our own flavor to it, but use that structure. And then we started creating ways in which to judge one another so that the judgment was about a criteria rather than about a person. And that criteria allowed us to become better at the sport because we knew where we were wrong. If I didn't know how to make a call on the edge of the map, I could learn how to be better at making a call on the edge of the map rather than just not be able to endure the heat because the heat can go away if you make good edge calls. The heat goes away if you administer the mat correctly, the match correctly. The heat goes away if you understand the rules. So it was a matter of education. It was a matter of culture. It was a matter of working with parents, working with coaches. And I remember times that we've had to have people say to parents, look, we can't, you can't come in here and beat up our coach or our official. We're all learning. And if we don't have an environment where we can learn, then we'll never create the young wrestler and let him season himself and grow in experience and get to the point where he's the great older coach, older official. Because you can officiate a match for two or three days and make a thousand calls and go home shaking your head about those one, two or three calls that you kind of wonder if you've got them right or not. And when the less of those you have, the better you get. But I think there's, in addition to everything you're saying, Don, there's also a structure and then an adherence to that structure that we have in Utah. Because as I said earlier, we love the sport. We honestly love yeah. wrestling. You know, that's, that's the one thing that I think is, is been critical in my own mind as I've maybe shaped my perception of the sport is to assume goodwill. Right. Um, you know, Mike mentions that we, we've developed a process, right. And process you can, it's easier to attack a process than a person. No, I shouldn't say it's easier. It should be what we attack is the process. And look, wrestling is the greatest educator of our time because look, so much is resolved because wrestlers determine who gets to compete in the varsity position. There's no objection. Did you win the wrestle off? Okay. You get to wrestle varsity. Yeah. And we've tried to apply the same thing for officials. It's like, look, there's a process of which you acquire certain skill sets. And as you prove competent based on evaluations and observance, then you earn opportunity. Therefore, it's not about personality. It's about performance. And like, we all wish that our performance was the determining outcome for everything in life, including position at work or, um, you know, we've done our best to try to, to hold in integrity the performance of officials that that determines their outcome. And listen, my, here's the goodwill. It's been my experience that there are more officials that are competent at certain levels. And so therefore we've given opportunity. We've taken risks on human beings. One of, the, one of the greatest things I talk about amongst some, some of my closer circles in the Officials Association is that what we do is we build people, right? In wrestling. That is, no, that is no different than what we do in a wrestling room or in work or in life is we're all about, we should be all about building people, right? And so there's a process to that. There's growth. There's, look, there's struggle, right? That's real. All of us as officials, we want to make the right call. And there's no harder person than the one that looks back in the mirror. That's, that's been my experience. We, I don't need to like be hard on anybody because the hardest person 
is the person looking back because guess what? They're wrestlers. These are former wrestlers. High levels of accountability are what they're used to. They've engaged with another human being hand-to-hand combat. They, they know what accountability looks like. They know what it feels like. Our job is to support, assume goodwill, go in there. It's like, it's what we do. We build human beings. The, the, uh, the response to effort and the feedback from the result of the match is immediate and it's hard. It's harsh because it's, it's real. There's no uh, subjectiveness to it. You won the match. You did not win the match. And learning that lesson is difficult. I have a grandson who's going through that now and he's coming he's starting to come out of it because he's getting old enough. His body's getting stronger. His technique is wonderful, but his, his head, his understanding of I'm responsible for what happens. No one else is. I'm responsible for how hard I work in the room. No one else is. And I'm responsible for the outcome because I'm going to do all I can can to win the match. And if I lose the match, then I'm going to respect the opponent. And that's one of the great things about the sport, too, is we shake hands before we battle and we shake hands after we battle. And there's an element of respect, compassion, and then also immediate response to consequence and an acceptance of the consequence. And rather than let it crush us, we move forward. That's what wrestlers do. And that's what this community does. And that's why I'm excited to be part of it. I I absolutely love what Mike just said, right? Like like there is behavior is is a huge part of of um you know what the sport embodies right like um it's it's unlike any other sport because it's an individual sport and so that behavior there's a big light shined on it right like it's like that individual's behavior um it's it's exposed right and so that's the great the beauty of wrestling is it allows us to develop people like that that person right um i i want to i want to shift gears for just a second because i feel like we've talked to coaches we felt like we've talked to to uh officials let's talk to the uh the fan base right for just a second let's talk about um how we engage and what the perception is with uh the fan base to high school athletic high school wrestling specific and how that differs from college wrestling or um, you know, Olympic wrestling. So look, I, um, a long time ago, I recognized that there's a distinct difference between high school athletics and college athletics, uh, high school athletics. The whole purpose is to build people, right? It's to instill character. Therefore the curriculum of high school athletics, including wrestling is sportsmanship. It's building people. College, it's different. You have, effectively, you have paid athletes. They're there on scholarship. They're being paid to compete. They're there to advertise for the college. Therefore, they're paid to win, right? So the drive, the motivation can become very different. If you're building a brand, all of a sudden you're adding components of a business to a sport. And it changes. So as fans, as they show up, they have an expectation. Hey, we want to win today. We feel good when we win today right? Well, what's the difference between winning in college and high school, right? This was embodied one day when I was officiating a high school match and the head coach of a heavyweight watched his wrestler go out there and compete. 
and he pins this kid. And all of a sudden this coach is jumping up and down and he's celebrating in a way that I thought, is there something I'm missing? And I later grabbed the coach and I said, Hey, what, what was going on there? He goes, that kid's wrestled for two years and never won a single match. He goes, that kid just won a state title in my eyes. And there embodied one of the most powerful lessons I, I learned by a coach at a high school level. He was about character development. He was about celebrating the most victorious moment in that young man's life. And he celebrated it. They're in it. One of my mentors said, speaking of an athlete like that, he said, that young man and now young women, but that young person, the wrestling will do more for them than they will ever do for our win-loss records. Yep. They'll gain way more for it than we're going to get from wins out of them. It, it's my hope that the essence, that, that very essence, is not lost. That perception or that perspective from the audience or from coaches or whatnot, that, that we don't lose perception with the individual wins. Right. Because there's far by, by statistics, there's far more wrestlers that will come through a high school program that will go through a college program. So the greater good will always be in high school athletics. We have to preserve and recognize as a community that that's what we're doing. Now, I'm not saying that winning isn't important because I think that develops character too. I think you have to recognize wins in life. Um, and so storied programs that build just, you know, powerhouses. Uh, I, I think those are, wonderful for young men but nothing nothing makes me more proud or more i love seeing a wrestler who is a i mean they've got all sorts of accomplishments and they get beat and the way they get beat how they walk off the mat whether it's with class now obviously everyone wants that person who is a bad sport to lose because you enjoy going, you know what, you needed to lose. And maybe this is wrong of me to say, but, but it's, the, it's when that person gets up, shakes the other person's hand, tells them, hey, great job, you did awesome. Even though this, this kid is a three-time state champ, he's got some national titles, he gets beat, but he gets beat with class. And that probably gives me more just respect for that kid, going, yes, that's why we wrestle. That kid knows it. That kid has learned the the character. He's got the character building that, that wrestling has provided him. And he, he may have been that way anyway, but those are the moments. So much of that, proud. you know, for coaches, I think it'll be exciting to get coaches on here. Uh, and Mike can speak to this a little bit, but like, listen, you, you inherit kids as they come, right? Um, it's hard to develop that when it's not instilled as in their DNA or in their home or whatever, like those are challenges of coaches that they got to overcome. And like, so, you know, it may look different and we all know those athletes. It's a good point, Mark. Well, so going on to that, how many coaches do we know that probably instill that into their kids? Because those coaches are doing more than they realize, whether it's harm or good, whether they're instilling poor sportsmanship to their wrestlers or whether they're instilling good sportsmanship. I mean, you know, the, the, the other, but anyways, I, I feel like that is really coming from coaches. Coaches do a lot of good or bad when it comes to that. 
I learned that in an interview with the great Sammy Henson, who was a world champion and a silver medalist in the Olympics. And I asked him, what is it? What's great about wrestling? What do you respect about the sport? And he says, it doesn't matter who you are. You can be a world champion and you walk out in your next match and somebody hands and hands your boots to you, the words he used, but they beat them like that. So how do you handle that? And that comes from, understanding that it takes two great competitors to create a great match. How many times do you watch a great match and you're sorry to see one guy's hand not be raised because the, the two of them battled so fantastically, but yet that's what makes it great. Great victors require great opponents. And that's what makes the sport great because you have to accept both sides of that coin. Winning and losing are the same coin. It's just a different side. And you have to be able to do them both. And then to quickly label yourself that you're not a loser, you have to pick up that person's head, that person's menta mentality after a loss and get them back in the room and get them back on the course to life. But that's where it mirrors the success of life. Because, you know, Don, you've built business. Did it, did it all happen the way you conceived it? Did it all happen easily in a day or two? Nope. You got to work at it every day. You're learning every day. You got to work hard at it. That's what life is about. There's no greater. I met a father in, in Kansas. We were at the Tulsa, Oklahoma Nationals, and this father from Kansas, and he was, he, I said hello to him at the, we were checking in the hotel, and he says, yeah, it's going to be a great tournament, man. I love this wrestling. I love my boys wrestling because nothing teaches them life better than wrestling does. And, I, and you, as you were talking earlier, Don, I was thinking about all the little young moms I know they come to their little league matches dragging one or two babies and then it's three or four. And, and then, then one day you see that same mom at the state where her last, her, her baby's now in high school and she raised all these great kids and she doesn't know how she would have done it if she hadn't used wrestling as a way to bring them those life skills. So that's why we respect the sport so much. The lens that I now look through is when I see really good kids get defeated and they lose with grace. There's yeah. something that happens inside of me that gets excited because when I see them lose with grace, I know inside of them that they're going to go get better. And I look, we're fans of these kids, right? The biggest thing we want is, we, Hey, we want them to get better. We want to see them get better. And when they do, when they lose with grace, you know that that inside that heads, his mind, he's walking off there and that coach is grabbing him. And what Mike just said, we're going to get better. You know, that's exciting for me. Like, I, that's thrilling. That's it's a counter, It's countercultural because our, our culture assigns superlatives very, very loosely and quickly. You're the best, you're the greatest, you're this, you're that. And young people struggle with that as they reach their maturities and get through high school, get through teens, and start to come into the young adult world. Uh, kids that don't have difficult things to deal with, there's a book called Do Hard Things. And uh, the kids that don't experience that really have a hard transition to learn that life is pretty tough and you have to be able to come back from things and stand up when it's, you don't feel like standing up and move when you don't feel like moving. And those are important lessons. And so, yeah, there's a lot of takeaways from wrestling and there's a lot of ways to talk about the great technique of the sport. I think the sport is better today and the coaches today have to be better to prepared because not only is the sport itself, the technique of the sport improving constantly. Look at what division one does. One of my favorite channels is the big 10. Oh my gosh. Watch those guys 
and what they're doing, what Kale's doing, what Coach Gable or what Coach uh, what right. they're doing out of Iowa and uh, Oklahoma State and all those top programs. Wisconsin's coming on strong. Uh, Minnesota's coming to get back again. And when you see these teams get better and better, and then uh, so the technique of the sport is growing, so the quality of the officiating has to grow with it. And the wisdom and the and the, and the of the fan base has to be growing as well. The old days of two high schools showing up for the wrestles, and it was basically a fight that wasn't in the parking lot, but it was on the mat. And uh, one day I'll tell you a story about a couple of those I know. But it's uh, it's come a long way, and we're fortunate to be a part of it. But I'm excited that we're having this conversation. I hope people find our stories and our guests and our opportunity to talk about what we can take away from the great sport of wrestling will be insightful and meaningful and grateful to be here at times throughout the season there's always going to be those controversial calls and so that's something of course we want to talk about through the season uh but uh but i want to throw this out really quick too so don you were named Official of the year in 2022 by Wrestling USA. Do they just do they just name one? Is that it? Are you the one? There's you are one in the one in the nation. You are it. How, <laughs> did they give you a phone call? What is it? How did they let you know that they were they were presenting you, you know, with this? I wasn't super familiar with the selection process, and to be honest with you, it's one that I I. Um, would rather see go to somebody else rather than myself, but I was honored that others respected me enough to nominate me. I don't totally understand what the nomination process was, but yeah, um, I was grateful to receive the, the honor and, and um, uh, yeah, so it was, yep. USA wrestling's uh, official of the year for 2022, I guess. Okay. So looking back, do you have a favorite tournament, wrestling tournament, that you officiated at? Or maybe a moment, or maybe a match? Um, you know, it's it's interesting when you, you talk about matches. I've certainly officiated some of the best in the nation, uh, both at the high school and, and college levels. And um, I, I, I wouldn't – that's a hard one. I don't know. Uh, I, I've certainly had some exciting matches uh, that you could pinpoint to, but I, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard one for me to answer. List some of those big high school tournaments you've worked. So yeah, I've, I've gone to super 32 for I think the last seven years. Uh, been to the beast of the East a couple of years. Um, I've worked high school national senior nationals um, six years. Um, I've, I worked the cliff keen, in the college tournament that last year, I'll be working the scuffle this year. And so I'm really looking forward to, to that opportunity um, to challenge myself, right? Like as an official, but um, man, I'll tell you officiating college has, especially at the D one level has uh, made me respect the abilities of these young people, um, how fast they can move, how technically smart they are. Um, you know, I, so I guess maybe the, my favorite match is the last one I officiated. These kids are amazing today. I have so much respect for, you know, what these kids can do. Um, even at, at high school level, I, I mean, it's, 
I, I don't mind still officiating at the JV level or, or even uh, the little kids and stuff. I at super 32, I officiated the junior high division this year. And I'll tell you what, Some these, Oh my goodness. So anyway, that doesn't specific, I can't tell you a great story. I'm sorry, but um, I just, I just love officiating and building young people. You know, it's, it's a part of what it is. Well, we appreciate you and what you've done for the, the officials here in Utah. You've, you've developed programs that help. And of course, that's, that's one thing that people always ask, Hey, how do I, okay, so I'll come and officiate. How do I get started? What's that quick? I mean, UHSAA, go yeah, to UHSAA. So can, and- yeah. Register on the Utah High School Athletics Association's um, webpage. Uh, there's an officials tab. You'd go to the officials tab, uh, click on that and then go to the registration and, and you can sign up there. Additionally, once you sign up there, that kind of like pushes your name, your information to the UWA, which is the Utah Wrestling Officials Association, which is separate than UHSAA. The Officials Association is the Brotherhood, right? Let's call it that. Um, Once that happens, we hold trainings, we have specific tournaments, we have a mentorship program. Um, and really it's about, you know, bringing people in and having a social connection and being, in, uh, you know, a part of a a group of people that'll help you succeed. Like that's our biggest drive is, um, is the, in the UWA is to do everything we can. And listen, there's, there's people in leadership in the UWA right now that are some of the most, you know, giving people that just sacrifice countless hours of their personal time to make sure that, you know, officials are supported and developed and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a huge part of, of that. So anyway, sign up on the webpage and then the UWA to get involved with trainings and, and will and mentorship. Well, really, and it's UHSAA. Once, once you see that they're signed up, then you reach out to them. Correct. And, yeah. and include them. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, well, maybe just a quick introduction of, of who we will, will might have on our yeah. next episode. Okay, so we uh, our next episode, we've got uh, two generations of coaching. We've got uh, some of the greatest, I think, um, the Ripplingers, both Mike Ripplinger, who coached Box Elder for um, well, at least 100 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Seems like it. He was always there as, a, you know, as I was growing up. But one of, obviously, one of Utah's greats. Uh, and then Brandon Ripplinger, his son, who coached at Viewmont and uh, coached multiple state championships there as well. And so... Two, uh, two coaches that are um, very successful. We're going to talk to them about uh, two generations of coaching. Okay. And I'm sure we'll have you on again before, um, during the season, Don. Yeah. Yep. Be looking forward to it. We're going to need you to explain some calls, whatever it might be. Yep. Looking forward to it. My favorite time with Don is when he calls me up and says, hey, you should have saw this match. And then he says, the kid was going to win anyway. That's Don Christensen, guest co-host Mike Clapier. And make sure to subscribe to this show as we will have episodes all throughout the wrestling season. And our next episode will be featuring the Ripplingers, father and son, Mike and Brandon. This is Takedowns and Takeaways, lessons learned on the mat.